Welcome to Marriage Mondays with the Kings. I'm Kenya. And I'm Shan. And, and we, we are, are the Kings. Kings. Happy Monday. Welcome back. We hope and pray that you all had an amazing Monday on today and that you are in a positive mindset to receive that which it is that God is going to allow us to bring forth on today. But we're going to go ahead and let you know about our sponsors for Marriage Mondays with the Kings. First up, we have Lucille Rohn, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HITVO. HITVO exists to encourage veterans to participate in their own healing and transitional process through education, mental services, peer groups, and motivational seminars, providing a supportive environment to honor veterans, past, current, and future. HIPVO has encouraging veteran apparel available that makes you proud to be a veteran. Please get more information by visiting their website at lucillerone.com. That's L-U-C-I-L-L-E-R-O-A-N-E.com. Also, we have Christian Humor for slash inspiration. This is a Facebook group that's designed to uplift, inspire, and bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. For those who are into social media, they have a page that you can check out simply by searching Christian Humor for slash inspirations and so we're going to go ahead and open up with a word of prayer for our show on today and so if you're with us and you're listening over the ways we ask you to please bow your heads with us if not uh just please do so in a safe manner if you're driving and just be with us in mind and in spirit so father god we just come to you today dear god just thanking you for this opportunity father to be before your people yes. father god we just thank you on the day for just waking us up on the day dear god for we know somewhere somewhere someone did not wake up heavenly father so we're just telling you right now thank you for all that you're doing yes. father god we're just praying today for individuals that have been affected by natural disasters, those in Louisiana that have been affected by the storms, Heavenly Father, places where they've had earthquakes and fires, dear God. And Father God, we just ask that you step forward, Heavenly Father, and say, peace be still. That things will just slow down, dear God, and things will be put back into place. Those things which have been lost, Heavenly Father, can be replaced through you. And Father God, most of all, when you do this, dear God, because we're believing in you and stepping out on faith, that individuals will know that it is you and not man. Father God, one day we pray for unity and marriages dear god we come up against separation and the enemy trying to divide the institution of what you've called marriage dear god we're praying that families are able to come together and put the past behind them dear god that they can put a foot forward and another foot forward and step forward into their future dear god instead of dwelling in the past father god we're praying for restoration on the day whether it be in marriages and financial situations regardless of what it is heavenly father that which has been taken we ask that you restore it 100 fold father God, we're praying for children on today, children that have been affected by divorce in families, dear God, families who have uh, suffered uh, individuals that have been kidnapped, that have been involved in sex trafficking, dear God. So we just come up against those things right now in the mighty name of Jesus, dear God. We're praying for all those who may be missing at this particular time, dear God. And we ask that you would send your angels out, dear God, that these children may be found and returned to their families. Father God, we're praying for healing in people's hearts, in their minds, dear God things that they're going through, things that they're trying to hold on to. And Father God, we just want to let them know right now that they can let go and they can let God. They can let God step into their situation, change that situation around, and make a brighter day for those individuals. So Father God, we're praying not only for the hearers, dear God, but for the doers of your word. Those individuals who are taking action to bring your word forth to do what you have called them to do, to make a change and a difference in someone's life. Father God, on the day, we're just thanking you for your son Jesus that you gave to us 
to die on the cross for our sins. Father God, we pray for the forgiveness of our sins. We ask for your grace and we ask for your mercy, Heavenly Father. Father God, we continue to pray for those who are delivering your word in any capacity that you have called individuals to do. Let your word go forth to the four corners of the earth and have everyone have an opportunity to be saved through Jesus Christ. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you for salvation on the day, dear God. And Father God, once again, we're lifting up our government before you, whether it's at a city level, whether it's at a state level, or at a national level, or even an international, dear God. We ask that you would step in and intervene. The individuals will turn from their way of thinking and do things in a godly fashion. So, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you once again for your son. And, Father God, we just thank you for the opportunities that you've given us here at KRGN to be able to give your word across the ways in order to affect marriages in a positive way. So we ask that you would continue to lead us, continue to guide us, Heavenly Father, and continue to bless us in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And so our motto for our show here on Marriage Mondays with the Kings is helping to build stronger marriages, which leads to stronger families and stronger communities. Our foundational scripture for this show comes from the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 6, where it reads, so they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. And to do a quick recap of last week's show, uh, that show was entitled Failing to Make Your Marriage a Priority. Failing to Make Your Marriage a Priority. And what we really talked about in that particular show is uh, a lot of times we have individuals, they get married, that marriage is a a priority uh, in the beginning, but it slowly starts to change as we get into life's daily things. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that we have to make that marriage a priority because that is your first uh, assignment, if you will. Your Jerusalem is your first mission to take care of your home, take care of your marriage, and then go from there. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that actions that we say or actions speak louder than words. So putting your marriage a priority is more than just saying something. You have to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to show that husband, that wife, the kids that that marriage is first and foremost and then move on from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that if you don't put your marriage in a priority, that you'll start to grow uh, apart instead of growing together. Yes. And then you're actually showing your kids what is a priority uh, by the things that you do by not making your marriage a priority. So then if you don't make your marriage a priority, your kids often uh, will do the same things that you do in marriage. And so when they get married, are they going to make their marriage a priority as well? Mm. And so one of the biggest things about making your life, uh, your your marriage a priority is doing a lot of things outside of the marriage. You're putting all of that energy and all of that work there and not working on anything in your marriage. Mm. Oftentimes we put so much in our job. We do in our other organizational activities that we belong to. We'll put so much into what we're doing in the church and we kind of push our marriage to the side. Mm -hmm. And so what we have to understand is that you have to put that marriage first and grow that so that everything else can uh, prosper from that as well. Mm. But if you put everything else first and then think that's going to trickle down back to your marriage, it's not going to be that way. Hmm. And we gave a good example in that is that a lot of time individuals get married, they put everything into their kids, soccer games, football, basketball, baseball, get the kids off the college, make sure they get through college, kids get married, then all of a sudden they have kids of their own, then we're grandparents and we're trying to do everything for them. And then you wake up at 50, 60, 70, realizing you didn't live your life and make your marriage a priority Mm -hmm. and you and your wife are sitting in a room looking at each other wondering where everything went 
You didn't take that time to make it a priority because you are the foundation. The, the foundation has to be the priority and then build things from there. So, you know, we would just encourage people on today, regardless of where you're at in your relationship, take a good look at that and make that relationship a priority because that what you're building is going to be able to affect others, hopefully in a positive manner. That is so true. And so if you happen to miss our show on last week, please feel free to go to buzzsprout.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com where we have a podcast and it's uploaded there if you would like to kind of, you know, catch up to where we are. Now, today's topic, we will be discussing having a, a mindset for marriage, having a mindset for marriage. And so please keep in mind that views expressed on the show are those of the host guests and callers and are not necessarily those of KRGN 98.5 FM, its management or other advertisers. KRGN 98.5 FM holds no responsibility for the validity or accuracy of information on this show. And also our marriage matters with the King's disclaimer. Please keep in mind that although we are counseling professionals, the information shared on our radio show is for ministry and educational purposes only. Also note that the topics discussed are reflective of supporters who contact us desiring to have a deeper knowledge of these specific topics. No information is shared on our show based on our counseling experiences. Topics are for the encouragement of marriage, families, and communities as God desires for us to minister. And so with that, our marriage question of the day, why do people think they can have a successful marriage by keeping a single mentality. Mm. Once again, our marriage question of the day, why do people think that they can have a successful marriage by keeping a single mentality? Wow. So we're going to go ahead and get into today's show. Um, and like we said, it's, you know, it's entitled having a mindset for marriage. And so if you are married, what I would like to ask you to do is Think about, and you may be married for some time, what was your mindset when you first got married to your husband and wife? And have you seen any maturing in the way that you think and look at marriage now versus when you first got married? Now, some of you may say, okay, we've only been married a month. Okay, I'm not really, you know, but even though, even though it's a month, you can still ask yourself, what was your mindset? What was your take on marriage and what you wanted it to be like, what you desire for it to be like, um, your marriage when you got married and even before you got married, those who have been married for some time, ask yourself, is the vision that you have for your marriage lining up to where you are today? And I hope and pray that when you got married, it was for the intentions of a long, prosperous, loving marriage, not for selfish reasons or selfish gains. But we're going to go ahead and get into that later on in the show. So as we go forward, you know, having a mindset for marriage. I think it's very important that we get the definition of mindset out there. So I looked up the definition of mindset and it said it's a person's usual attitude or mental state in his or her mind. Sometimes a mindset spreads between people in a group and colors the entire group's outlook. So I really want you to keep that in mind as we go forward with this. Is sometimes a mindset spreads between people in a group and it colors their entire outlook in reference to the things that they see. And so when you also think about a mindset, you're also thinking about an individual's collection of thoughts or beliefs that they may have. This may turn into the way that they see things, the habits that they form, uh, the things that they do, how they feel about a specific topic. And so your mindset 
affects how you view the world and how you do things within that world. And so your mindset is something that is very big. You have to be uh, paying attention to it, especially when it comes to marriage. And so your mindset for marriage, what is it? And another thing is that the individual that you're preparing to marriage or that you're married to, uh, does, do those mindsets interlock? Do hmm. they do are you saying the same thing? Are you on one accord That's when it good. comes to the marriage? Hmm, that is good. You know, I was sitting up thinking about um as I speak to singles, uh a lot of single ladies that I talk to, a lot of them, you know, commit into a relationships and hopes of marriage and some have even spoken about how they jumped into marriage um and things just didn't work out and so the second time around a lot of them are a little hesitant to even think about going back into a marriage for the simple reason of being hurt from the past but and just listening to people talk about marriage i don't know how many of you all have paid attention to it in this you know in this day and time this current day and time but a lot of the young adults now are not looking to get married a lot of them are not and so that's kind of how the question came about because uh, i don't know where this learned behavior has come from but a lot are saying you know why am i going to get married I don't want to take the chance of giving up myself or so much of myself trying to make something work and it it I end up getting hurt. So they kind of feel like it's like um gambling in a sense. They're gambling with their life. And so so many people now are in a sense kind of afraid to commit to marriage because they don't want to give of themselves in marriage. A lot of them say, you know, I don't want to give so much of myself to unify with someone because as the word of God says, when we speak about marriage, you're no longer two, but you're one flesh. And in order to become one flesh, you have to give up some things that you used to do as an individual in order to have a unified mindset. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. I hear a lot of people say, which I can understand to a point, you have to accept me the way that I am. But the thing is, when you grow as husband and wife together and you have a changed mentality, your your mentality start to mature more. You're not going to think as you did when you were a single person. When I was a single person, there were a lot of things that, you know, I didn't uh, that I did that, you know, being a married person, I, I don't have to do. And so as as I was just talking just a few minutes ago about having to give up something of yourself in order to become unified, it made me think about the relationship with God. And when you renew your your life with Christ, uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. And so that's the scripture that's commonly, you know, read to new believers when they give their life to Christ. And in order for you to give your life to Christ, you have to give up some self. And when you give up self, that means you have to give up some of your flesh behaviors and your fleshly thinking and your fleshly mindset so that way you can become one and unify with God. Keep in mind that marriage is supposed to uh, 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 symbolize the relationship. That's why it talks about it in the New Testament. It's supposed to symbolize the relationship that we have with God. It's supposed to replicate 
that same relationship. And so to hear people say, you know, and maybe some say, hey, I'm not ready for marriage. I can respect that. I'd rather a person admit that they are not ready to settle down and get married versus playing with this thing called marriage because God, I believe in my heart, Shan believes that God did not create this thing called marriage to be a plaything, just to just to kind of test it out and see how it's going to work. Because see, we're going to go through our ups and downs and our trials as it is. So you have to ask yourself if your marriage is not currently working. Number one, ask yourself, are you currently operating with a single mindset? Are you in the marriage but you're sitting up here saying, well, I'm not going to change. Okay, can you just going to have to accept me the way I am? This is how I was when he asked me to marry him and all this other kind of stuff like that. What negativity are you speaking? What poisonous mindset are you having of your marriage? Now, we're not saying that you have to lose who you are and your, in, your identity as a whole. But in order to have a unified mindset, you're going to have to give up some of that flesh and that single, single thinking in order to come on one accord. That's why you can see how people say you have these quote unquote power couples. That's what the world calls. Oh my God, they're a power couple. They work together. They're on one accord. It seems like they're moving in unity and you sitting up here looking at your marriage like, why are we not operating like that? Like, what is the problem? I would ask you to ask yourself, husband and or wife, are you still holding on to a single mentality trying to make your marriage work? Because that right there, my friend, is an oxymoron. It's not going to work. That's like oil and water. It's not going to mix. So what single mentality are you still holding on to and trying to make your marriage work? Wow, that, that was really good. And a lot of things that my wife said there, I mean, we could really go there to a very deep level. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to be able to focus on that she kind of touched on, that that mindset that you have of being single, once again, using the scripture that my wife was talking about. So when um, individuals get married, there are no longer two, but one flesh. Mm -hmm. So what I think a lot of people fail to realize is how powerful that is when you get the mindset of working together mm -hmm. in order to achieve a specific goal. Yes. So imagine yourself having a bucket and having to go to a creek to get water so that your family are, is able to drink or you're able to drink from it. Mm -hmm. You've got one bucket. So when that bucket gets uh, empty, then guess what? You got to walk way back down there again to fill that bucket up. So imagine the two becoming one. And so I'm coming with a bucket. My wife is coming with a bucket. Now we got more water for both of us. Mm -hmm. So why would I take my bucket and keep it all to myself mm -hmm. and not share it with my family or with my wife so that we can have more? Mm -hmm. That's what we look at when we think about having that single mindset, if mm -hmm. you will. Mm -hmm. We're not thinking about putting things together for the growth of the family. We're still trying to hold on to it. Uh, the best that we can. Mm. And, like, and like one of my past pastors used to say, we try to get all that we can, put it in the can, and then we sit on the can because we don't want anybody else to get it. Mm -hmm. And so that single mindset has to go out the window because when you're thinking about getting married, this two is becoming one. Everything that you got is going into everything that that person got. Regardless of whether it's good, bad, indifferent, whatever, it's now becoming one. Mm -hmm. And so how do you work together to get on the same she the music to be on one accord with each other to put everything in the one pot and like my wife was saying start pulling some things out mm 
Mm-hmm. Pulling some things out about self mm-hmm. that is going to hinder the marriage. Sometimes reaching in that pot may mean we need to pull family up out of there because family may get in the midst of your marriage and not help you to have a good mindset. Mm-hmm. It may be some friends that you may have to lose. My wife talked about having some bad habits that you may have to lose in reference to that. So a lot of that when it comes to a mindset of marriage has to a lot to do with maturity. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten to that level of maturity to where you can honestly look at yourself and say, I need to let this go mm-hmm. or I need to pay more attention to that in order to get that mindset uh, for marriage? And so I, I'm i not going to compare marriage to football games, basketball games and things of that nature. But almost anyone that plays sport and they go into it with a serious, serious mindset that I want to go in and win, they have practiced. Mm-hmm. They have had someone coach them. They had to put in some extra time in order to work on the areas that they weren't good in. Mm. Uh, If you weren't good at free throws, you probably spend a lot of times on that free throw line just trying to make that free throw. If you were running track, you was on a relay team, you couldn't get those handoffs good. You had to go and do it over and over and over again. So why do I say things like that? It's funny how we will prepare and do things uh, on outside of a relationship. Mm. that we do in the world, but we won't do that same thing when it comes to preparing for marriage so that we get rid of that single mindset. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. So if we do all those things to prepare and get ready and we want uh, those things that we're doing to be successful, we should also do that same thing in our relationships. And and a part of that is just being able to say, what am I going into what is expected of me and how are we going to work together to get this done? And all that cannot be done unless you have communication. Mm-hmm. Communication has to be the key. Then you have to be able to set effective boundaries. What are we going to do? What are we not going to do? How do we discuss this? You know, you go through those things. But the other thing I think people have to understand as well and, and I want you to understand that having this mindset of marriage is really good, but sometimes you can have the best mindset that there is, but if you're not on the same sheet of music, it's like a two-headed snake. You don't know which way you're going. Mm. You're pulling in different directions, constantly fighting, and until you talk to each other, those two heads face and say, hey, we need to go left because the food is over there, then you got to be able to do that. We can't have a split mentality and expect your relationship to work. Yeah, that's true. That is so true. And you know, I set up as as we're talking about this topic on today, and of course, we're asking you know you all to do it. But I'm I'm sitting up thinking like, what was my mindset like? And you know, some people say when you are young, quote unquote, you don't know what you want. You know, you can't be too young and be married and rushed into to the marriage and blah blah blah. Um, you know, you need to be a little bit more mature. But the thing is, the reality of it is, is that a lot of people mature at different levels. And I remember talking to my mom some years ago. And when I was talking about the, the, you know, my husband being older than me, my mom said, well, you got to keep in mind that they say that girls mature faster, women mature faster than me and girls mature faster than boys is actually what they say. So she was like, you know, y'all are good or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. You know, but when I was 20 years old and got married to my husband, I knew what I wanted. Some of us know, I think in marriage as little children, especially 
if, you know, uh, with the TV shows that we used to watch back in the day, you know, we could see the replica of what a marriage should look like, even if we were not currently living in that, in our environment in which we grew up in. And so I know for me, when I sit back and think, I always wanted to be married and I always wanted to have a family. I always wanted someone that I can build and do life with. And so even when I used to have friends that were single and stuff like that, you know, when we were in the military and they were, oh, well, you married. Oh, well, that couldn't be me. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, I'm just single and I'm free and blah, blah, blah. Them same friends are single and free, but I didn't want that single life. I did not want that single life. I wanted a family that I can love, someone that I could help, you know, marry, grow with and whatever the case may be. And that's exactly what I have. And so I think it, it depends on what the maturity level of marriage is. If a person is saying, I want to marry somebody so that way we can have the nice house, the nice car and all that kind of stuff. That's really not what marriage is about. That's not what marriage is about. It's nice if God blesses you with all those things, the material possessions, but to be able to be on one accord with someone, to be able to you know, go to God and pray with that individual to be able to work together to achieve goals. That right there is amazing to have a teammate, if you will, just you and your teammate that y'all can talk things out. You can come on one accord. You can achieve goals. You can, you know, speak to each other in reference to the things that you desire to do when it comes to building your family and sowing into your children. That is amazing. But a lot of people do not come into marriage for that. A lot of people get married because somebody else got married. Mm. Y'all remember back in the day? Wow. <laughs> you know I'm gonna keep it real. Uh-huh. Y'all remember back in the day when you would see your friend get baptized in church and they got all the accolades and attentions and all that. I'm talking about myself. When I was five years old and I accepted Christ in my life at the age of five years old, I'm not gonna lie, I did it because my friend did it. And so that's the problem. A lot of people are getting married because your friend got married. And oh, I'm tired of being uh I heard a lot of women say this. I'm tired of being the bridesmaid and never the bride. And I want to be the bride. So any uh, Joe Blow that comes along and asks you to marry them and they, they agenda is probably because they see you got it going on and they don't have nothing to show for themselves and whatever the case may be, they see a, a, a pure opportunity to be riding on your couch and driving your car and eating your food. But you just jump into it for the simple fact that, oh, well, I just want to have a ring on my finger. But the person in whom you're about to marry is not on the same maturity level as you. They're not, they're not meeting you where you are. I could even use the scripture, if you will, because I heard it being said. They're unequally yoked. They are unequally yoked with you. They they probably don't even believe in God. They say, well, I, bro- I bless my food, but I don't really believe in God. You know, I'm just a free spirit that go floating around to and fro. That's the type of woman, I mean, the type of husband, sis, that you want to have as your spiritual cuff, that you want to have as your head, and you jump into that only because your friend got married. So you feel like you need to be the next one. We got to be mature about what we're doing and, and the moves that we make. That's good. And so one of the things that I really wanted to to kind of dive deep into with this thing, having a mindset for marriage. My wife 
quickly alluded to individuals wanting to get married, someone not being uh, equally yoked. But, you know, sometimes, you know, we have to understand that marriage always has room for growth. Mm -hmm. And so you may have an individual that gets um, married. A husband and wife may not be on the same sheet of music. One may still have a single mindset, but sometimes uh, it may take a while for that maturity to come in. There may be some things that need to be said or actions that need to be done. And then as that growth takes place, a person may come up out of that. So what we're, we're not bashing anyone uh, for not being on the same sheet of music because sometimes you have to grow into that. Mm-hmm. And we will tell you that because my wife and I went through it. I think all relationships kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of growth that you have to have in your relationship. And so I want to show share something with you real quick when we're talking about having this mindset for marriage. Because when God created Adam and Eve, God had a mindset for marriage. Mm. He had a mindset of what he wanted marriage to be. And then he put that into man and woman so that they can carry on that mindset. Mm -hmm. And so Genesis, the first chapter, the 27th and the 28th verse, and it starts off by saying, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created them. I'm going to stop right there. When you go into a relationship, you're trying to get married. You have to understand that you are creating an image. Hmm. Oh, that's good. You are creating an image of your life, of your marriage, and that image is going to be seen by other individuals, mainly if you start having children and things of that nature. Hmm. So then the other part that says male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it. How are you going to do that if you're not working together? That's true. Yeah. How are you going to do that if you're not working together? Then it says rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So what we have to understand is God had that mindset for a man and woman to get married and work together to have the same mindset so that they can rule. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we rush out and we get married. We're not thinking about working together and ruling things because we got too many things ruling over us. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is so true. That is correct. So it's time for our commercial break. So before we jump heavenly into another portion of this, let's go ahead and knock out this commercial break and then we'll come back with the second segment of our show. All right. So as we go to this commercial break, uh, you guys know we always like to thank those individuals that support Marriage Mondays with the King. So we're going to start out in Kansas City, Missouri, and we just want to send a big shout out to Jess and Frank. So Jess and Frank, thank you so much for supporting us. And then in Newport Beach, California, Sloan Boucher. Okay. Thank you so much, Sloan, for being a supporter. Yes. And then once Thank again, you. we're going to jump uh, halfway around the world to Madrid, Spain, and we want to send a big shout out to Santi Garcia. Mm. Santi Garcia of Madrid, Madrid. Spain. Wow. And so we know that a lot of individuals are supporting us. Even if we don't announce your name uh, over the airways, we want to say a big thank you, not only to those yes, three individuals, but for everyone that supports Marriage Mondays uh, with the King, no matter what the capacity may be. And so we thank you. We ask for your continued support. And overall, we ask that God continues to bless you and your relationships. Amen. And so as we move forward, you know, we'd like to uh, always send a big shout out for our anniversaries. And so we want to send a big shout out and an anniversary, happy anniversary to Sean and Georgianne Gonzalez of Athens, Georgia. 
married 15 years on the 8th. Wow. 15 That's years. Amazing. Also, to our prior uh, pastor and co-pastor uh, when we were stationed there at uh, Fort Campbell, Harold and Gwen Browning of Clarksville, Tennessee, celebrating 37 wow. years on the 10th. Congratulations. Yes. Happy anniversary. 37 years. And then also to some good friends of ours right here in the great city of Harker Heights, Texas, Marcus and Rhonda Wallace, celebrating 25 years mm, on the mm, 13th. Mm, 25 years. So a lot of double digits there, but it doesn't matter what digit you have behind your relationship. The goal is to keep adding to that digit Amen. and to stay married. So we want to thank those individuals who uh, sent in the information. Uh, we want to say happy anniversary to them. But if you were not called out and you're celebrating the anniversary, we want to say happy anniversary to you as well. And we pray that God continues to bless you with many more to come. Amen. Amen. And so just kind of moving into our community, you know, it's 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 hot outside. I don't know where you are Fire in the hot. world, mm-hmm. but it is hot. And so in the great state of Texas, yes, it's boiling hot. So I bring that up to say, you know, check on your neighbors. We are in a community. You have elderly neighbors. I understand that maybe this is how it was when we were growing up. How and so ever, we, we don't have to stop it. You know, if you have like an elderly neighbor that lives across the street or next door, you're not trying to be nosy. Check on them. Make sure they're okay, you know, because it is hot. So keep that in mind. We have a lot of, you know, our elderly that may be in their home and They'll, um, you know, stay in there and don't run the air condition or whatever the case, making sure they have fans. So wherever you are around the world, make sure you check on your neighbors. Get involved and get out in the community. I'm sure a lot of you all got out in the community when you were celebrating the Independence Day celebrations this past uh, week for the 4th of July here in the United States. And, you know, even around the world, you're probably having local activities that's going on. So we encourage you to get out and get involved. You know, um, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty much to the point when someone tells me that they're bored and there's nothing to do, you know, I'm going to have that conversation with them and you all do the same. When people come to you and say that they're bored, don't let them drag you down. Inform them about the local events that are going on in your area. Ask them to get out and get involved. They don't have to be bored. They choose to be bored. Anyway, so... KRGN is a 100% listener-supported radio station. And for those of you who desire to be a sponsor of our show, we know we've been getting asked and you want to sew into KRGN because you've been, you know, getting blessed by the, the, the information that's been shared across the airways as God see fit. You can do that by sending your donation to 100 West Central Texas Expressway, suite number 307, Harker Heights, Texas, 76548. If you are in the local area, anyone that's in Central Texas know where the big Extraco Bank is, um, the big red building in Harker Heights, Texas, come up to the third floor. Once you get off the elevator, you get off the stairs, make a right, go all the way down to the end of the hall on the right of the right hand side, you will see a royal blue and white box. We encourage you, that's a drop box. Drop your donations in there as well. And so we're going to go ahead and move on to the second segment of our show. We thank you so much for supporting us. We thank you so much, you know, as KRGN has been on air for a little bit now, we thank you for helping to get the word out. But we have to thank um, the spiritual overseers of KRGN, which is Pastor Rodney and First Lady Karen Gilchrist. Thank you so much, you know, for all that you do in your prayers and, you know, covering KRGN spiritually the way that God see fit. The radio station 
owners is Mr. Rondell and his beautiful wife, Tamisha Grace. Thank you so much for just listening to the voice of God because KRGN is definitely a blessing to many around the world, okay? Not just here in the great state of Texas. All the radio personalities for KRGN, the volunteers, the sponsors, all of those who have donated, sewn into KRGN, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Now, KRGN does have an app. So you could take us wherever you go. If you are on vacation, guess what? You could be sitting on the beaches of Hawaii and you can be listening to KRGN. You can do that by going to your app store, searching KRGN space FM, download the Royal Blue and White app. If you are outside the listening area and you would like to stay plugged in and stay connected, you could do that by simply going to www.mykrgn.com where you can keep it locked 24 hours a day. Now, keep in mind, we don't want you to be stingy and selfish. Share with someone else to help get the word out even the more. Share on your social media for those of you who are already doing that. We say thank you. But right now, we're about to get back into the second segment of our show where it is titled Having a Mindset for Marriage. Okay, so having that mindset for marriage, and once again, the marriage question of the day that we're going to answer is why don't people think they can have a successful marriage by keeping a single mentality mm. so having that mindset for marriage once again we will beat this in the ground about two individuals becoming one and i know my wife has said it so many times over the radio waves is that going into a marriage you have to understand that it is not 50 50 it's 100 100 amen it's not you bringing 50 percent and that person bringing 50 percent. it's you guys pulling together doing everything you can you can giving a hundred percent to that relationship Amen. and so why do i say that i say that to lead into this in order for you to do 100 100 you have to be fully committed to what you're doing and getting into that relationship that's true so i'm going to say this and i know a lot of people may have did this and you may be going through this right now but i just have to say it god dropped it in my spirit quit going into a relationship with an exit strategy Ooh. some of us go into a relationship and we already have a strategy of what we're going to do if this doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. For so is a man thinketh in, in his, his heart, heart so, so is, is he. he. So yes. if you're thinking that you have to make a quick escape or you have to find a way out, you're not fully committed to that relationship. Amen. So what we have to do is quit thinking about an exit strategy and think about staying planted in one area. Mm. There's no way a person grows by jumping from one relationship, one relationship to the other. Mm -hmm. And I can I can show you that in a... Uh, an illustration, take a plant, mm -hmm. pull it out of one um, area in the soil that it's in, put it somewhere else, then yank it up from there and put it somewhere else and see what eventually happens to that plant. Mm -hmm. It eventually dies. Yeah. You can't take your relationship and say you're going to jump from place to place. You never have time for your roots to grab soil so that you can grow. Mm -hmm. That's true. That is true. And so I'm sitting up, you know, for those of you who are single, um, thank you so much for listening in because we do have a lot of singles that say, we just love the way you speak to us too. You know, we desire to be married one day as well. So for those of you who are single, I want to ask you in this second segment, when you get married, what is your mentality about marriage? Do you, are you already grooming in your mind and planting in your mind that in the event that it doesn't work out in 60 days, I'm out, you know, we're going to do an adultment. Um, are you already thinking in your mind about you, 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 the benefits of what you will get? 
And that's what a lot of society is teaching in the world now is the benefits of what you get in a marriage as an individual. But guess what? For those of us who've been married for some time, it's not about what we get out of the marriage. It's that which you give. And so we've heard this in so many different ways to include the Bible. That which you sow, you shall reap. So ask yourself, what are you sowing into your marriage? If you are single, selfish, and fleshly, you're not sowing anything into your marriage because it's all about you. Is your marriage just for the purpose for you to shine? Or is your marriage for God to get the glory because the marriage is you're working on it the way that God see fit? Are you even using the Bible as the roadmap for your marriage? A lot of people will say no. A lot of people don't turn to God until it get really heated. And then, you know, we get so frustrated because God, why did you allow me to get into this and go through this? But you're not picking up the roadmap. You're not having a mentality to give. It's a mentality to get. It's all about the size of the ring that I have on my finger or my wedding. I hear so many single ladies who are engaged say this and in a sense it kind of makes my head hurt and these these are not no young youngs as I say these are not young ladies these are older ladies that say I want my wedding to look like this my wedding my everything is my eye and what I want and it doesn't even include and involve the person at whom you're about to marry, you know, the verbiage, your verbiage has to change in marriage. And and this is the thing that I've noticed about people. Those who, even though, like my husband said in the first segment, yes, we were not perfect when we came to this marriage. Y'all should know that we've shared a lot of our lives with you being transparent in the hopes that it will bless somebody and make some other couples think and prosper, you know, the way God see fit. And so as we begin to mature, but I think we had that mindset at the beginning. We never really did say my car, your car, you know, I think the only thing we might've said is my keys or your keys. Yeah, but we didn't really Mm -hmm. have that mindset of my mind, I, I, I. So that is the first thing, renewing your mindset, renewing your mindset about marriage. Please quit going off of what the world is showing that marriage should look like. Keyword, keyword being world. What the world, the world cannot show you how to be married, married. The world to me shows in a sense of how marriages can be destroyed if you continue to listen, but get into the roadmap, get into the Bible. What is it that you need to do? Have your mindset set on the success of your marriage and what it takes to work together with your spouse. Do not compare your marriage to somebody else's marriage because your marriage Mm. and the journey that God have for you and your spouse is not the same assignment that God has for somebody else and their spouse. And I see this so often and I'm not trying to pick on anybody. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to slide right on back from this mic. But I've seen it so often in the church and I'm going to be honest because you may have the, 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 the journey, the roadmap that God has set for a man and a woman, a husband and a wife. They go, they have a ministry and just because you get married and you say I do, you think, oh, I could do what they do. And I could do it better. I could hum, I could run, I could shout, I could outdress, I could do all that. But that may not be the journey that God has for your marriage. 
And so when you come together, even before you say, I do, I encourage you, if you're engaged, pray together. God, what journey do you have for our marriage? God, are we operating and moving when you tell us to operate and move? Or are we operating and moving based off of the comparisons that we're having with other people in their marriage? Mm, that's that's good. I, I think um, looking at that single mentality, going into relationship, being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And as my wife said, you know, you, you have to renew your mind. Mm-hmm. And, and a part of that may be, or it is, sitting down, having that communication with your spouse, with your partner to say, you know, what is going on here? What do we want to do? Which direction do we want to go in? Once again, it's all about communication and and boundaries Mm -hmm. and and working together so that, um, you know, you're able to attain specific goals. But having that single mindset oftentimes puts a kink in the plans that you may have. Mm -hmm. And like my wife said, if you're thinking it's all about you, it's an I, I, I thing of what I can get and not what I can bring to the table with this individual to increase things, then there's always going to be an issue that's there. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say this, and I've said it before, I think, on, on the radio, has to go right into this thing about having this single mentality. I believe one of the reasons why individuals are in relationships and they're having a single mentality is because we are reversing roles. Wow. We are reversing roles in society. Okay. We are having relationships and doing things while we're single that refer to a marriage. And then when we get married, we want to act like we're single. Oh, that's now that's true. That is downright true. So, and, and wow. I'll, ju- I'll just show you an example. I've seen individuals that have dated and they pay bills together. Mm-hmm. They... You know, maybe they had kids, separate kids. They, they kind of work with each other in, in helping out with the kids. Uh, they shared cars. They did all of that good stuff. Then they get married, and then it totally flips around. Mm-hmm. It's my bank account. You got your account. I got mine. You got your car. I got my car. And it's, it's not working together. It's like we flip and reverse roles. So what we're seeing as we're dating is looking more like you're married. Then when you're married, you're looking more like you're single. That's true. Mm, that is so true. Wow. <laughs> that is so true. I Oh, wow. Just bottom line for me, you cannot have a single mindset going into marriage. It's, it's just not going to work, you know. And I, like I said earlier, that which works for someone else's marriage, you know what I'm saying? It may be totally different for your marriage. And so, We have to understand that's why it's so important as husbands and wives for you to communicate and you talk about your marriage and it being on one accord. It's amazing and it's awesome when you can get advice from other people, but you have to keep in mind it is your marriage that you're building together as you two become one. Now, one of the things that I would, you know, like to ask those who are engaged right now who are engaged, and even if you're single, just think about it. Those who are engaged, ask your soon-to-be spouse, just have the open conversations. A lot of people do not like to have deep conversations before they get married, especially when they get a little bit older. Well, no, I take that back because I know some to get older. They're not about playing these games, so they want to know what you're about from the jump. But ask them, what does marriage look like to them? Have the deep conversations because that way it'll open up your mind. Who Whose example did you have for a marriage? What did that look like? You know what I'm saying? For me, 
it was my grandparents who was married over 50 years. You know, their marriage, I'm sure, was not perfect. Me and my grandmothers talk all the time. But that was my example for marriage. You know what I'm saying? That's what I liked. Ask your soon-to-be spouse that. Those who are married right now and your marriage is probably not going the way that you desire for it to go, you could still ask these questions. Who was your example for marriage? Did you have any examples? What do you desire to, to gain from being married? What is your hopes? What does marriage look like to you? And see, a lot of these questions are generally asked when you go through premarital counseling before you say, I do. And see, a lot of people don't want to go to premarital counseling for the simple fact of number one, you think you know it all. Now, I don't understand if you've never been married and you go into a counselor for premarital counseling, then what is it that you think that you can lose by gaining more insight on the person that you're going to marry? Um, number two, a lot of people don't want to do it for the simple fact of, I don't want to run them off. I don't want to know anything deep about them. It's, it, it's better to know and go deep before you say I do to see if you all have the same mindset then to wait afterwards and argue after you say I do because you find out y'all don't have the same mindset. And that's probably why individuals flip-flop where you play marriage. Uh, uh, single folks, you know, I had a conversation. I ain't judging nobody, but I, I ask questions. And so I've asked the question, why do y'all sit up here and y'all pretend like y'all married? Like, like, what is that about? And I've had people say, well, I just want to test out the waters and make sure that this is the right person. And so you get comfortable in being in in, in this you're both single but you act like you married you put constraints on each other like you married like you each other's property but you're both single and so you together for 10 15 years as singles if you like it i love it okay that's between you the individual you with and god they ain't got nothing to do with me however that's why when you get into the marriage things flip-flop because you never want to go deep you want to stay shallow in the conversation no put on them boots them thigh high mudding boots and go deep before you say i do and have those conversations so that way you know who you are marrying and becoming you really know who you becoming one with you don't know everything but you will get some insight mm, that's deep and i think a lot of individuals you know need to really take a look at you know what my wife is saying about just you know just getting that premarital counseling don't be afraid of that once again like she said it's something that can help you mm -hmm. and, and i will tell you you know we're, we're being honest my yes. wife and i we did not go through premarital counseling mm -hmm. but there was a time when we sat down and my wife was like look there's a few things you need to know about me this is this blah 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 and the way i looked at it was like okay mm -hmm. whatever you mm -hmm. did what you had to do or whatever the case you know was at that time it didn't keep me from loving her less. Mm -hmm. It made me love her more because she was able to open up to me and tell me things that she had went through, things she had experienced so that I knew ahead of time. And she told me, because this happened to me, this is where I'm trying to go. Mm -hmm. So we both had a good understanding of which direction that we wanted to go in. And so this is what I want to break down here just for uh, a few minutes. Okay. When you have a mindset for marriage, you should have a mindset that you're doing everything for your relationship in order to enhance it, make it better, get it stronger, achieve goals, stay married. Amen. But there's a lot of things that we do that don't say that. And it makes it seem like our marriage is having that single mentality. Mm -hmm. Some of it is done uh, is not purposely done, but there are a lot of things that people do on purpose as well. Mm -hmm. So I want to go over a few things that I found 
uh, that I want to share with you. And it may make your marriage look like you're having a single mentality. Okay. Number one, this one, if it was on Family Feud, it would be number one. It would be the number one answer. Yes. Okay, okay. Why ain't you wearing your wedding ring? Ooh, father. When you constantly don't wear your wedding ring. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had jobs myself where I would wear my ring to work, leave it in the car. I had to go work on things because metal is on your hand. And if you have it on there and you touch something, you can lose a finger. Got that. But there are a lot of individuals that just don't wear a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. You know, that wedding ring is symbolic. Mm -hmm. And so that may be a single mentality that a person may have. Also, how are you treating your spouse? Mm, that's true. Are you treating them like a wife or a husband or yes. a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Yeah, <laughs> precisely. How are you, you treating uh, that person uh, that you're with? Hmm. Uh, also with that, you know, are you playing hard to get with your spouse, but you ain't doing it with everybody else? Oh, my God. Oh, I just spoke in tongues like in the spirit. I'm oh, just saying, wow. sometimes we can do things. We, we won't play with our spouse. We won't flirt with our spouse. We won't do certain things. But then when we get out in uh, public, we'll mm. flirt, do this, that, and the other. And it's making it seem like you have a single mentality. Come on, so come on. just like, uh, you know, a, a number of shows ago when we talked about guarding your relationship, sometimes what you show people yes. is that you're single even though you may be married. Mm, come on. And then, Look, be like, I didn't, so-and-so married? Oh, they was married. They don't act like. Yeah, they don't <laughs> act like that. She wasn't this, that, another. He wasn't this, that, another. Mm-hmm. And so, what does that lead into? And, and this is just something. It, this is just me. But sometimes people act like they're married because they're married on paper. But then when they get into their actual relationship, that paper don't mean nothing to wow. them. Wow, the paper's just a piece of paper. It's huh? just a piece of paper. It's wow. just a contract to saying, "Hey, we went and did this," but our actions are showing something uh, that are totally different. Mm-hmm. And so. When it comes to that single mentality, a lot of times we have to take stuff off. Mm, Yeah. Sometimes we carry so much stuff and it weighs us down. So when the two become one and all that weight is there, sometimes, like I said at the beginning of the show, we got to take some things out of there so that we lighten our load. Mm. We're not carrying so much. And then the other part of that is that if you are carrying a lot of stuff by yourself, when the two become one, let that other person help you carry some of that. Yes, carry it together. Don't try to handle all of that by yourself because that's why the two become one. Just like the Bible verse talks about, you know, the three braided cord. Mm -hmm. You know, when you let God in the midst of that, you're doing what you're supposed to do. The other spouse is doing what they're supposed to do. God's in the midst. It opens up yourself for blessings to come. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times that I know my wife was alluding to this earlier when she was talking about individuals that are waiting. I mean, that are uh, thinking about getting married. It's nothing wrong with waiting. Amen. That's waiting true. can be a good thing. Wait on God. Yes. Yeah, sometimes waiting allows you to be able to deal with certain things that you did when you were single so that you can put those things aside and move into that relationship. And so like Isaiah 40th chapter, the 31st verse says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They shall mount up on wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm -hmm. Just like my wife said earlier, sometimes we don't wait for that person that maybe God intended us to have. And then guess what we end up doing? We end up running and be tired as all get out. And rush into a problem. Rushing into problems. You get tired and then you're sluggish and you faint. Mm -hmm. But waiting on God and making that move when God wants you to make that move, he tells you it's going to renew your strength. Amen. When you're single, you're only one piece that's holding something together. When you get married and those two ropes, if you will, intertwine, 
you're supposed to be making yourself stronger. Mm -hmm. And then when God gets in the midst of that, you can't break that. That's true. And I, I'm just going to throw this out there on, on a wild, wild limb. I'm talking about I'm going to go far fetched out there. The Bible says that nothing is stronger than the three braided cord. Mm -hmm. In your relationship, I will almost guarantee that if a divorce comes along, it's because one of those cords got pulled out. Mm. Most of the That's time, true. people pull God out of it, and mm. you're trying to do stuff on your own. Or you got maybe the spouse, the, the, let's say the female, that's wrapped around God, but then the man isn't. Mm. Some, that cord is just not as strong as it would be if you had three that was there. So what are you going to do with your ropes? Mm. Are you going to tie them together and lose that single mentality, if you will, so that you can benefit in your relationship. And so the last thing I'll say is this. Losing that single mentality does not mean you can't have fun. That's true. That's it doesn't so true. mean that you can't do things with your spouse or even by yourself and keeping that single mentality. You know, um, my wife knows I love guns and I go to the range uh, often. Mm -hmm. Sometimes she goes with me. Sometimes she, she doesn't. But me having that single uh, I mean, not having a single mentality that doesn't cross over the line when I go to the range. That's true. I can see a lady on the range. Hey, how you doing? God bless you. Oh, you're shooting well. That's it. That single mentality is is out the window. Mm -hmm. And so, what we have to understand when it comes to that, and I want to tell individuals this, I want to encourage you. Having a single mentality is a part of growth, but you have to give yourself some nourishment. You have to stay planted somewhere. In order for you to grow and let that single mentality phase pass. And so it's just like uh, a cocoon, if you will, with a caterpillar. When they you know, go into that cocoon, they change themselves. I think they used to call it metamorphosis. And they come out a beautiful butterfly. Sometimes our relationships never get to that butterfly moment because we want to stay trapped in the cocoon. Mm, that's true. We have to stay there and let some things work on us. We have to do some growth in that stage so that something else can be birthed out. Hmm. And what we have to understand is when you give birth to something, sometimes there's pain. Sometimes there's a lot of carrying that's going on. There's some uncomfortableness in that. But once that birth uh, that thing is birthed out, then you get what you have planted. You've, that seed has grown and you've doubled something that you didn't have before. So are you willing to stay in the cocoon, if you will, and then be birthed out at that right particular time? You don't want to stay in that phase where you're just a cocoon and it dries up and you die inside. What are you going to birth out in your relationship? Let that single mentality slide, let it go, and then have something new be birthed out in your relationship. Alrighty, and so that brings us <laughs> to our thought of the week for this week. All right, and so our thought of the week um, has to deal with why some people marry, and it reads, while being in love is a key ingredient in a marriage, many, many people find that love is not enough. Scientists who study relationships say that one important factor in each partner's emotional maturity, emotional mature people are generally able to deal with their emotional needs in healthy ways. And that is by an unknown author. Mm. And, and so with that, we just have to understand that, you know, love is good, but we have to put a lot into a relationship. You know, you just don't give a plant water. It has to have other nourishments as well. And there's other things you have to do in order to make that grow. And you have to do the same thing for your marriage. 
That is so true. And so guess what? That wraps up today's show. Marriage Mondays with the Kings is brought to you by Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration, which is a Facebook group that's designed to uplift, inspire, bring humor to everyday life in a Christian way. So you can check them out simply by searching Christian Humor Force slash Inspiration. We also have Lucille Rohn, who is the founder of Honor and Truth Veteran Organization, better known as HIPPO. If you need mental services, pure uh, groups, or motivational seminars, please get more information by visiting the website lucillerone.com. And so we would like for you to join us back next week, Monday, July the 22nd, as we discuss marriage and debt. We've had someone send in some information and we're going to dive right on into it for a topic. So is that playing a part in the increasing divorce rate? Please communicate and feel free to send us any questions or topics by visiting any of our pages, our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our YouTube channels, Marriage Mondays with the Kings. Our Twitter handle is at K-E-N-Y-A-N-S-H-A-N or email us at marriagemondays at mykrgn.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we will be back on next Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So we just encourage you to always keep it locked right here on KRGN 98.5 FM. The, the Rock. Rock.